Welcome to episode one of Unsolicited Opinion, Food for Thought, Fueled by Facts. I'm your host, Carla Ray Thompson, whose subjects are most often the famous and the infamous. On Unsolicited Opinion, Food for Thoughts, Fueled by Facts, I'm going to give you what you didn't know to ask about what you really need to know about the world of notoriety. Because anyone and everyone can have their 15 minutes of fame. Each episode will feature some food for thought, a tiny morsel for the mind, as well as a closer look at a famous or widely known person. Shout out to Nene Leakes, queen of reality TV, who gave us the gem, Are You Famous or Are You Known? This week's food for thought, are you ready for your close-up? And then we'll take a closer look at TikTok foodie, food critic, MMA fighter, Keith Lee, and how he's making all the right moves when it comes to navigating notoriety, especially when it comes to navigating the potential pitfalls. Back to this week's food for thought. The question is, are you ready for your close-up? Because you too can be famous for at least 15 minutes. I used to ask this question back in the day when I used to teach PR, public relations, and business communication. And this is way before Snapchat and tick, way before TikTok. And Facebook was coming online. And well, Facebook was there, but Twitter was becoming a thing. That's how long ago, you know, when dinosaurs used to walk the earth. And I thought it was a good exercise for them to think about, hey, what would I do if I happen to uh, fall into... Uh, a situation where I'm becoming, uh, if not famous, but widely known. So the question of are you ready for your close-up is so much more important now than ever, you know, to sort of think about what would I do if I happen to be in that situation, in a particular situation where I'm becoming more widely known, where I had to deal with the press or deal with the with fans or with foes. Uh, I mean, if you haven't noticed, and I know you have, that there are million and one ways and they're seemingly growing every day of how you can become famous or widely known, as Miss Nini says. Uh, you could be the internet celebrity, an innocent bystander. Uh, you could be minding your own business or somebody else's. You could have a hot take on TikTok. And... Um, there, there are countless, countless, countless ways. So we're just going to take some time to sort of think about some of the things you might want to consider. I don't have all the answers. I don't think anyone does. You see so many people out here and you think, hey, shouldn't they have talked to a PR person? Or wow, they, maybe they shouldn't have said that. Or why did they go on that uh, particular uh show or talk to that particular blogger or said that on TikTok or um, or Instagram. Uh, so we're just going to be going through just some things to think about, some different scenarios. And hey, that's it. And just give you, like I said, food for thought. So you've been caught on camera. This is a scenario for you. Uh, cursing someone out at the drive through and now you're being called a Karen and people are contacting your job demanding that you be fired. What do you do? Do you apologize? And if you do apologize, to whom are you apologizing? Are you apologizing to the general public 
or you apologizing to that individual that you may have offended or insulted? And how do you say you're sorry? Because people seem to have uh, have a difficulty in saying they're sorry. Like it's, I'm sorry that you're sorry. The sorries are just sorry. Oh my God, this thing has gone viral. And, and you want to tell your side of the story. You do really do. But there's, there's so many things happening. Your DMs are filled with people wanting to interview you. So you, the question is, do you have someone to help you sort through all this? It doesn't have to be a PR professional, but it has to be someone who can help you think. Someone who can help you make the best possible decision. Something else you might want to consider. Are you going to be the one who's going to do the talking or are you going to have a spokesperson? If it's a potential legal matter, perhaps that spokesperson should be a lawyer. Okay, you've decided, I don't want a spokesperson. I'm going to tell my own story. So, but what I'm going to do is I'm not going to go to the big media. No, no, no. I'm going to go to YouTube. I'm going to talk to some well-known blogger. Maybe it's one of my favorite bloggers. And I'm going to approach them about an interview saying, hey, look, I'm available to talk. Is every other word allegedly? Um, Do they deal in facts at all or just suppositions? You want someone credible. You want someone that the audience, um, not only just their audience, but the larger audience, because this is a national story now, will believe. You also want to know, are they an experienced interviewer? They don't have to have tons of experience, but they have to know how to ask questions. And what do I mean by this? They need to know how to ask questions that are not, that don't just elicit a yes or no answer because you want to tell your story. So just saying yes or no is not telling the story. You want to have someone that doesn't deal in gotcha questions, uh, that doesn't want to try to embarrass you in some way, that knows how to listen and how to ask good follow-up questions. Because at the end of it, you want to tell your story. You also want that story to elicit a certain response for the, from the audience. And that response is a feeling of sympathy, a feeling of understanding, uh, perhaps a feeling of empathy. Other things to consider, what's their subject matter? What do they normally talk about? Uh, is it, can it even remotely to relate to what you're discussing? Who's their audience? Do they have a sympathetic audience? Um, and this audience actually that would be sympathetic to your particular plight that can relate to you in some way. Another thing to consider, will this interview be live or pre-recorded? If it's live, is there audience involvement? And if the audience gets to ask questions, will those questions be moderated? I just want you to know this, and it's something important to note, is that it's highly unlikely that you will have any real control over this process. I'm talking about the interview process as a whole. You're not going to hand over a list of questions for them to ask you. You can request certain subjects not be broached, but once that mic is on, it's completely out of your control. 
Know whatever you say, you can clarify, but you can't erase it. What you can do is politely decline to answer a question or slyly evade it. Another little FYI is that the interview is the interviewer's intellectual property. If it's ABC News, that's ABC News intellectual property. If it's a YouTuber, that's the YouTuber's intellectual property. They own all rights to that property. And they can do really with it what they choose. Yet another thing to consider is the length of the show, the podcast, the vlog, what have you. Uh, That's also key because if you tend to be long-winded like myself, uh, there's a possibility that you're not going to be able to get your point across in the time available. Okay, you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? I don't have any money to hire a media coach. Oh my God. Well, you can be your own media coach. Listen, you have observed all people doing all the right things in, you know, in situations like this, in crisis situations. And you have observed people doing all the wrong things. And so you're a lot smarter than you think you are. Okay, here's the strategy. Think about every possible question that you could be asked about the situation and then go over in your mind answers to those questions. If you have someone who could role play with you, that would be awesome. By all means, don't try to memorize your answers, uh, the answers to those potential questions. The whole purpose of the exercise is to get you feeling comfortable with the process of being asked questions and answering those questions. Okay, say you want to tell your own story. You don't want to do an interview. Uh, You want to say something on your TikTok account. You want to use maybe your Instagram. You want to go on Instagram Live, what have you. Okay, I have a few questions to ask you. Um, Can you self-edit? Can you say what needs to be said and say it succinctly? Are the comments going to be on or are they going to be off? Of course, you know you will be judged if you turn the comments off. If you have them on, the question is, will you engage? The more you engage, the more likely that things might go left. Just one final thing. Uh, If the story becomes big enough, you might find yourself in the crosshairs of the paparazzi. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips um, about the paparazzi, just some FYI. The law says that anyone can be photographed in a public space. You don't own the rights to those photos. You can ask someone to politely stop photographing you. You can make a deal with a paparazzi. That's what celebrities do. They say, hey, don't photograph me um, outside of my home, but you can photograph me going to this particular event. I'm even going to tell you when I'm going to be there. I will say this. There are laws against trespassing on private property. Those laws are that, I, that I'm aware of apply to everyone in all 50 states. And a lot of states have laws against stalking. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And another thing, I know this may sound strange to probably some of you, but TMZ is, of course, the premier paparazzi agency. 
And I've noticed of late that a lot of paparazzis misrepresent themselves and they say they work for TMZ. And the truth is TMZ is an extremely lean organization. Um, for example, in New York City, where I work, there's only one person that works for TMZ in all of New York City. And you know her when you see her. We all know who she is. And, and she identifies herself when she goes up to talk to people that she is TMZ. She has a camera that has the TMZ logo on it. If you don't have, if somebody approaches you and says they're with TMZ and they don't have that camera, they're not with TMZ. I mean, the camera with the logo. And if you have any questions about whether or not this person is with TMZ, contact the office. Simple as that. Contact TMZ itself. Let them know that, hey, this guy, gal is following me and they say that they're with you. They'll let you know. And here's the thing. They don't want their people in the field to be too aggressive. They don't want lawsuits. They're not trying to get sued. Um, they are a big business and they are affiliated with a larger corporation that doesn't want the smoke. So they tell their people, yes, we want you to go out and ask the questions, but we don't want you to do so too aggressively. And a final thing about TMC, they often don't have to go anywhere to get the story. The story usually comes to them. Countless tips from all over the world, um, you know, it's, it's insane. You really can't trust anybody. So after all this, you say, hey, I'm not going to talk to nobody about nothing. Maybe you'll take the path of beauty influencer Michaela when the whole Maybelline escandala exploded on TikTok. Did she or didn't she wear false eyelashes to deceive followers that Maybelline makes your lashes look so good they look unreal? Sis addressed nothing and she didn't miss a step or a paycheck. You might not be so lucky. That's this episode's food for thought. I know it's a lot to digest. Best advice I can give you, seek wise counsel if available. Take your time and remember, it's your life that's on the line. Okay, now we're on to our case study. Keith Lee, TikTok food reviewer, MMA fighter, and all-around good guy. You might have seen Keith recently on Good Morning America or Access Hollywood. Keith has a very distinct um, style, so to speak, and process. He is someone who advocates for small business owners, specifically small restaurateurs, small food establishments. And what he does is he goes in, buys the food, he rates the food from 1 to 10, and also rates the customer service as well. Uh, for bigger entities, for more corporate entities, he expects them to pay him. For example, uh, Keith reviewed Cinnabon. Cinnabon, say that 10 times fast. Uh, they had cookies. Nobody knew about their cookies. So he reviewed the cookies, gave them a high mark, um, and then of course, his followers, who are very devoted, very loyal, they trust Keith's reviews. They believe him to be honest. They believe him to be generous and the like. So when Keith said something is an 8 out of a 10 or 9 out of a 10, they're like, hey, great. We're going with it. We trust Keith. So Cinnabon is, of course, profiting from Keith's review. And Keith's like, hey, 
why don't you financially compensate me in some way? Maybe we can do a brand deal. But it was no go from Cinnabon. It's like, it's not that Cinnabon ever rejected Keith. It's just that they completely ignored him. So Keith took to TikTok and to, I guess would be to vent, so to speak, but just to let his people know what was going on with Cinnabon. And it also gave him the opportunity to let them know of what his philosophy was regarding working with smaller business versus working with corporations. What I love about Keith's approach is that he looks into the camera, says what needs to be said, and he says it succinctly without gaslighting. And when he says it, it's done. That's over with. And also, more importantly, there's no going back and forth in the comments section. And as Keith has gained over really the past few months, greater and greater notoriety, his approach has remained essentially the same. Here's a perfect example of how Keith handles difficult situations. Um, it was a date. There was a daytime TV producer on TikTok who made TikTok alluding or insinuating that a certain very popular food blogger stole her idea for a television show, her proposal. She claimed that she approached this very popular food TikToker about uh, this proposal, television proposal. And basically the proposal was pretty simple. It was uh, that he go undercover at some restaurant, which is already what Keith was doing, had started to do because he had become so popular. Um, but about this, back to this TV producer, she never said who it was. When people mentioned Keith's name in the comments, she neither confirmed nor denied. It was just radio silence. So Keith just let it ride for a couple of days. Now people, you know, things are starting to heat up. People are starting to question Keith's integrity and so forth. Is it you, Keith? Did you do this? They tag him in the comments. So Keith takes to TikTok, talks to his audience, explains his side of the story, comes with receipts, and that's it. He doesn't malign her. He is very firm about his reputation, about what was said and what wasn't said in their correspondence. And he also cautions his audience not to attack her. You know, what? It's this is done, it's over with, we're not talking about it anymore. As for the producer, it was a big fail for her. After being lit up in the comments section, she turns her comments off the original video. Then she makes this sort of non-apology apology video, but she didn't really apologize because she said, I wasn't talking about Keith in the first place. Okay, so who were you talking about? She never said. She did manage to make herself the victim, saying that Keith's followers were attacking her for having had a miscarriage once, and I don't know. What I do know is that she turned her, the comments off that video as well. One thing when you reach a certain level of notoriety that Keith is doing, and he's becoming more and more famous as the days uh, go on, you have fans. And sometimes these fans can become toxic. And one of the great things that I love about Keith among many, 
many other things, is that he is addressing that level, that potential level of toxicity. What Keith has done lately is start calling out people who claim to be his fans and to and those individuals who are doing more toxic behavior in his name. And he's like, hey, if you the if you exhibit that kind of behavior, if you harass other creators, if you do all these things in my name, there is no way that you are a real fan of mine because you do not stand for the values that I stand for. I want to make it clear that he never calls anybody out by name. Keith doesn't gaslight or he's not manipulative in that way. He's just very firm. He speaks very firmly and very plainly. Just imagine if other celebrities held their fan bases equally as accountable. I cannot imagine Beyonce having this kind of conversation with the beehive. I cannot imagine Nikki talking to the barbs in this way. Kudos for Keith Lee. Remember when I spoke way back earlier in this podcast about being interviewed and selecting the right person to interview you and things to consider. And Keith has done it beautifully with uh, selecting Kev on stage, a podcaster with a modest um, following to tell his story. Keith tells his entire life story. When I mean entire life story, his entire life story. What's great about this Kev on stage interview is that Kev on stage gave Keith full reign to tell his entire story with little to no interruptions. From birth to current day, Keith is only 26 years old, but he's lived a very colorful, interesting life. This interview is two hours long. It's, it, it engages you from beginning to end. You laugh, you may want to shed a tear or two. This interview managed to make Keith even more relatable, and if you believe it, even more likable. I highly recommend that you check out the Keith Lee interview uh, with Kev on stage. Uh, You can find it on YouTube. It's highly engaging. Uh, You won't be disappointed. Uh, Kudos to Keith for choosing wisely. If you want to see Keith Lee in action, check out his TikTok. Uh, Keith Lee, he's verified. You can also check out recent Keith Lee interviews on Good Morning America and Access Hollywood. And if you want to see some of my celeb-based work in the field, uh, some of my quote-unquote paparazzi work, you can check out my YouTube channel, Rainmaker Now. That's one word, Rainmaker Now. Well, that's it for me for now. This has been Carla Rae Thompson, and this has been Unsolicited Opinion Food for thought fueled by facts.